John Wayne Gacy, also known as Killer Clown, murdered approximately 33 young men and boys from 1972 to 1978, burying 26 of them in the crawl space under his house. Gacy was confident and arrogant and managed to kill all of his victims in his own home with no one noticing. He was well known and connected in his community. No one in his life suspected him of murder before he was caught. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Good. A tiny bit distracted. Realized I was still uh, <laughs> not into the, the psychic hotline I work on. And I was oh no, <laughs> quickly signing off so that we could, uh, yeah, record. So sorry. Right. <laughs> well, that's okay. How are you otherwise? I am good. I had, I am tired of the smoke, but... Other than that, we just have a really thick blanket of smoke right now. Oh but gosh. ooh, it's supposed to cool down. And like rain. starting tomorrow, it's supposed to, yeah, be rainy and cool and nice. And yeah, I can't wait. I'm all about it, man. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, really, I'm I'm good. I I got nothing to complain about except for the smoke. You know, well, I'm glad to hear that because I'll I, go on that. The smoke me you? as well, but I am really, really good. I'm having a lot of fun creating uh content over on tiktok and yeah. on clapper and instagram and having a good time with all of that very and good then, of course having a good time with all of this mm-hmm. we're talking about john wayne gacy today uh mainly because Ooh. i wanted to talk about him yeah it's time it, it is time i'm it kind is of time. surprised we've made it this deep into this podcast without doing John Wayne Gacy. Right. And it's, you know, it's it's hard for us because we kind of go, okay, everybody's done, you know, all the big serial killers. Do we do them again? And then I think, well, we have a different perspective. We're going to tell the story, but we're also going to talk about it. Yeah. And I have to tell you, the thing that's the weirdest for me about John Wayne Gacy, and we're going to get a, get into a story and everything, if you don't know who he is, uh-huh. he reminds me of our grandfather. Uh-huh. And that is weird. Our grandfather was mm-hmm. a sex offender. Mm-hmm. He went to prison for a while. Mm-hmm. He managed to get himself out of prison after only six months, even though he was sentenced to three to five years. That yeah. will, that's important later. Yeah. Um, but he had that ability to just mm-hmm. talk his way out of nearly anything. Yeah. And John Wayne Gacy was the same. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he did. He had a way of making friends with people, making people think he was somebody he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. He surely did. And he had a lot of people convinced that he was a real stand-up guy and mm-hmm. real good guy in his community and that kind of stuff. And Gacy was uh-huh. the same. Mm-hmm. Oi. And I, you know, there's a new, there's a new um, documentary out on Gacy. It's on Peacock. If you mm-hmm. haven't watched it, do, because they are airing some of it for the first time, actual footage of Gacy being interviewed. Mm-hmm. 
And it is the creepiest shit I've ever seen in my whole friggin' life. Well, he's one of those serial killers that uh, you give him a little attention and oh, a little uh, notoriety for what he's doing. And he just sings like a songbird. He, he has he laid out in the most unbelievable detail everything about his murders. Yeah. Oh, he did. And he showed absolutely zero remorse. Oh, yeah. He None at all. repeatedly blamed his victims uh-huh. and their parents. Yeah, anybody that crossed him, basically. Uh-huh. If he killed him, well, I mean, they should have stayed out of his way. Uh-huh. I Just so crazy. So let's get into this. Let's talk about John Wayne Gacy because yeah, this there's a lot. So we won't, we're going to hit the highlights. Yeah. So John Wayne Gacy was born on March 17th, 1942. And he lived in Chicago. Uh-huh. He, his parents were John Stanley Gacy and Marion Elaine Robeson or Robison, depending on where you're from. Um, his dad was an auto repair machinist and he was also a World War I vet. Mm-hmm. And his mother was a homemaker. Mm-hmm. His family was Catholic. And um, his grandparents were from Poland. So that's where his name is from. Mm-hmm. He, his dad was an alcoholic and he was physically abusive to Uh his family. His father spent a lot of time belittling him, Uh calling him dumb and stupid and that he wasn't as good as his sisters. Making fun of him for being too effeminate. Yes. Yes. Which is very important. Yeah. Well, part of that stemmed from his heart condition. He had a heart condition that he did put him in and out of the hospital lots of times. You know, when I was reading and hearing about that, I thought, you know, I think part of what was happening with dad is that dad really resented the money they had to spend on him yes, for his health care. Yeah. And really resented the fact that he wasn't a regular boy. He couldn't play sports. He couldn't, you know, regular boy, please. But, you know, he couldn't play sports. He couldn't do things that I think dad wanted his son to be able to do. Right. And yeah. He wasn't he was none of all. those things. Yeah. 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 So he did have a history of being molested and he also had a history of molesting kids. Yeah. When he was a child. Mm-hmm. Uh he never told anybody because he figured he would just be blamed and that was another reason why he would be what his dad called a sissy and a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. And he sort of always felt like he could never live up. He wanted to, but he could never live up to that. Yeah. And so that was not a great way to grow up. Yeah. And, you know, we always look at psychopaths like John Wayne Gacy and and question, Mm -hmm. like, were they created by their upbringing? Were they born? I think that's a tough, I think that's a tough question with Gacy because obviously Mm -hmm. he experienced a lot of abuse and some bad things. Mm -hmm. But was it enough? Yeah, I know. To make him into the monster that he was? No. No. I know. I, I'm not so sure of that either. Other interesting things about him, though. I mean, he couldn't keep a relationship together, but he could keep order in his life in other ways. He had a yeah. successful business. He yeah. was well-loved in the community. 
he, you know, though he did go to prison, like just thinking about like the, uh, you know, the, the path of a sociopath. Yeah. He fits the bill in some ways, but in others you go, he wasn't a hot mess. He really wasn't. No. But I think behind the scenes he was, but he was pretty good at covering it. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, he, he fooled a lot of people for a long time. Long time. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot we can talk about with his life, but let's jump into where things really start happening with him. Yeah. And that is in 1967, 1968, he was uh, apparently giving alcohol to some teenage boys uh, showing them pornographic films and trying to have sexual contact with them. Yeah. So one of them accuses him of sodomy and attempted strangulation. Mm-hmm. And he eventually actually pleads guilty to that. Mm-hmm. So on December 3rd of 1968, he pleads guilty to sodomy and he heads off to prison and he's given a 10 year prison sentence. Mm-hmm. But here's the here's where Gacy's ability to charm and manipulate people really kicks in. Oh yeah. Because before you know it, he's running the kitchen. Yep. He's like as high a level trust wise as yep. you can even get. It only took a few months. Yeah, it's running the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, it happened quick. And uh so you know, he's he's playing that game again like He's this upstanding guy. He's lied to all the other inmates about what he did, too. He did not tell them about the sodomy. He told them he was in trouble for giving alcohol and pornography to teens. Mm -hmm. So through all of this, he ultimately gets paroled after 18 months. Yeah. From a 10-year sentence. Yeah. Like, what? The only thing they didn't give him on a silver platter was that while he was in prison, his dad died. Right. And he actually petitioned the uh, the jail or the prison to let him go to his father's uh, funeral. Yeah. And they did not. But that's about the only thing they didn't give him. Right. It, it, before you knew it, he wasn't even wearing um, a, a prison uniform anymore. He was wearing regular clothes. Mm-hmm. He had all the keys. He was everybody's boss. Mm-hmm. This is where, this is this is his power. This is mm-hmm. how he did this. Yep. So he gets out. And th- so he was in, oh, oh Iowa. Sorry, I get Ohio and Iowa mixed up, which is no offense to any of you that are from either of those states. He was, <laughs> he was living Iowa, in Iowa. It happens to us too. <laughs> yes, it does. So he was living in Iowa with his wife and two mm-hmm. children uh, at the time that this all went down. His wife left him, of course. So yeah, when she his grand- divorced him. Yeah, yeah, when he was in prison. Wisely, very wisely. Uh, yeah. So when he's released from prison, he goes to Chicago to live with his mom. And I think this is where things really go to shit because he's on parole mm-hmm. as a sex offender. Yeah. But again, this is 1970. Yeah. You don't have good tracking information. So he heads off to Chicago and, and nobody even knows who he is. Or what he's doing or, you know, like there's nobody checking up on him. Oh, he's just starting over. Yeah. 
they don't they don't even know the authorities don't even know yeah so he kind of starts his own business mm-hmm. it's called pdm contractors and basically what he does is he remodels the interiors of businesses mostly pharmacies that's kind of mm-hmm. his thing so he's into like remodeling and interior design Mm-hmm. And he and his mom buy this house. And this is in Norwood Park Township, which I think is just a suburb of, of Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. And so it looks like he's just off to the races, doing good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he births the persona of the clown. He does. Yeah. And the clown he calls Pogo or Patches. Yes. And he is coming to, uh, you know, he is performing at children's hospitals and birthday parties and other charitable events. And he goes to the, uh, he's a member of the Chamber of Commerce. And he's just, yeah. I mean, if that, if you need any nightmare fuel, boom, there you go. Mm -hmm. But yeah, people just love him. He's just everybody's friend. He's a good, good guy. Yeah. He's working in the, the Democratic Party, he's working in all these local, he's kind of gotten connected politically mm-hmm. because of his work in the Democratic Party and in this other community work that he's doing. Mm-hmm. So he kind of feels like, you know, he can get away with some stuff, mm-hmm. which is 100% true. Totally. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's just playing his little game and people are just eating it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. This is the thing that kills me is that there were some many opportunities for the authorities to stop John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Or to wonder what the hell he's got going on. Right. So on February 12th of 1971, uh, there is a teenage boy who tells the Chicago police that he was picked up from a bus station by Gacy and that he Gacy tried to force him to have sex. But the boy doesn't show up to testify in court. And so they just dropped the charges. And guess who does not hear about this? Yeah. The Iowa Parole Board. Sure. So nobody even knows. This dude is on parole for Uh the very thing he tried to do right there. Nobody even. That's an eye. Yeah. So then um, in January of 1972, this is when uh, it's believed that he killed his first victim. His name was Timothy McCoy, Uh also picked up at the bus station. He brought him home. They got drunk, had sex, and then Gacy stabs him and buries him in the crawl space under his house. Yep. That becomes a real habit. Yep. This must be quite the crawl space. I mean, it seems like it it must take up the whole entirety of under the house. It does. It does. In the pictures that I have seen, it is really big. Mm-hmm. It is also horrifying. But yes, it's oh, really yeah. big. He actually manages to bury 26 bodies under there. Yeah. And that's when he runs out of room. And he isn't even always under there digging the holes. He's um, got his employees doing it. Yeah. His young boys, his teenage boys that have no idea what they're doing. Apparently just friggin' clueless. They know it smells really horrible down there. And that's all they know. So he says it's a sewage leak. 
And so his employees in his construction business are always down there laying bags of lime to uh-huh. take care of the smell uh-huh. and digging trenches. Yes. He tells them he's having sewage problems. Yeah. But, and he does stuff like he lays out boards and says, don't dig outside of these boards, only in these boards, because I have to lay more pipes or something. Uh-huh. And this goes on for years. Yeah. And people just go, okay, well, it must be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and a few different people that are working for him go missing. Yes. And they do. No one thinks to talk to him, apparently. Well, they do a few times. But first, in 1972, John Gacy gets married again. She, he marries Carol Hoff. Now, Carol Hoff was his sister's best friend growing up. And almost immediately, she starts having problems with the smell in the house. Mm-hmm. And he's blaming it on the sewer and trying to fix it. But she's very unhappy about it. The neighbors are unhappy about it. The neighbors mm-hmm. are literally calling him and coming to his house saying, your house makes our house stink. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? Good Lord. So all of this is going on that he's, you know, got his construction employees down there. All this stuff is going on. But he, while married, living in the house with his mother and his wife, yeah. um, are, uh, he's burying bodies underneath the house. Yeah. He killed every single one of his victims at this house. Well, that we know of. Where the hell are the other people who live there? It's so insane to me that he keeps managing to do this. Well, the wife, the second wife, Carol, it seems like was just real checked out Mm -hmm. and afraid of him and just stayed away. And when things got creepy, she did witness some stuff, but she wasn't sure what it was. All she knew Mm -hmm. um, is that she needed to get the hell away from him. She got away from him actually after finding um, gay porn that belonged Mm -hmm. to him. And she said, why didn't you tell me you were gay? Why did you marry me? Yeah. And she had two little girls. You guys. Yeah. Fortunately, I don't know. He was more into boys. And so her girls were okay. Yeah. But she eventually, after the finding the gay porn, she takes the kids and they get the hell out. Yeah. By this stage, mom is quite elderly, very clueless. Mm-hmm. Also... John is obviously like her favorite, most beloved child who can do yeah. no wrong. And so she never sees anything that he does as wrong. Yeah. Right. So yeah. then the police start getting um, a little wise to him. So on July 31st of 1975, um, John Butkovich disappears. Mm-hmm. Now he had been one of his employees they had a big confrontation because Gacy had been un- unable to pay him or unwilling, hadn't paid him his pay- his wages. Mm-hmm. And he just disappeared. Yeah. Just into thin air, disappeared. Yeah. And somebody, his car was found not far from his parents' house with the key in the ignition. Hmm, I wonder who drove it there. Yeah. So he continues to... Um, you know, 
just run his business and mm-hmm. kill people at night and do whatever, go be Pogo the Clown during on the weekends and stuff. Oh my gosh. Well, things start, they really start to put a lot of pressure. The community starts putting more pressure because some stuff is just not right here. So in January of 1976, that's when the police start staking out his home. Yeah. Um, Because there is a nine-year-old male prostitute who is missing. And there's questions about, uh, you know, what's going on here. And so the police start watching him. They try asking his employees, most of whom were also his sexual partners, by the way. Mm -hmm. And they don't really get anywhere with those guys. They're just like, you know, they don't want to talk. So in March of 1976 is when... Uh, John and Carol get divorced. And he starts, really starts amping up the Pogo the Clown persona at this point. Mm-hmm. And then he just really goes on a spree because at this point it's just his pretty daughtery old mother around. And they figure that from April of 1976 through the end of 1977, he killed two dozen people. Which, what the hell? Yeah. So then on March 21st of 1978, Jeff Rignall uh, let's see, sorry. I've got this backwards. Oh, Gacy um, chloroforms him. Yeah. Tortures him and rapes him and then dumps him in a park. Which is really weird to me. Like this is right. the only not why his did he not kill him. So ultimately, Rignall gets three thousand dollars in settlement, um, and doesn't pursue charges against him. But he nearly yeah. killed that guy. Yeah. So then, finally, the case. That gets Gacy caught. This is in December, December 11th of 1978. 15-year-old Robert Priest yeah. goes missing. And he had told his mom that he was going to see someone about a high-paying job. Mm-hmm. Well, he goes to talk to Gacy. Gacy mm-hmm. convinces him to come to his house. Yeah. And tells him he'll just drive him home. But just come to my house. Let's talk about it. And this kid, you know, he had murdered a lot of kids who were runaways and prostitutes and kids who were in trouble and stuff. And so there weren't a lot of people looking for them. Yeah. Well, he screwed up with Robert Priest because that wasn't Mm -hmm. true. He was a well-known kid at his school. He was mm-hmm. loved by his family. So when he gets goes missing, it's major. Yeah. So the police really start thinking it's him because they can, mm-hmm. you know, they can place this kid going back with him right to his house. Yeah. On December 13th of 1978, so two days after Robert goes missing, Gacy finally does uh, agree to be questioned 
-hmm. by the Deplaine's police. And he gives them the keys to his house. Yeah. Which this is some of the stuff that he does is so arrogant that it, it sort of makes people wonder, like, if he did it, would he really do that? You know? Right. Well, they find in his house a receipt that came from Robert Peast. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, they find some IDs, too. They well, find several eventually, things. Eventually yeah. they do. Right now they just find the receipt. Okay. So they put him on round-the-clock surveillance. Surveillance, yeah. Yeah. So he's been... The police follow him, and he knows they're following him. Oh, yeah. And so he, like, invites them in the house for dinner mm-hmm. and to come inside for a drink and stuff. That's how, mm-hmm. like, arrogant and overly confident he was. He and goes in a restaurant, is- and they do, too, and pretty soon there's beers on their table from him, from him and things like that. Yeah. And they're like, hey, anytime he's willing to talk to us, sure, you know, yeah. let's see if we get somewhere with this. Yeah. Well, apparently, so that was this. It was December 13th when his home was searched. Now, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they don't find any bodies that day, or I don't know. He must have put down a lot of extra lime because they don't smell anything. So after a week of him being followed, he gets like he's starting to crack. Mm-hmm. He gets really drunk and he goes to his lawyer, Sam Amarente. And admits that he has tortured, raped, and killed at least 30 young men. Yeah. Tells his attorney. hmm And apparently, at some point, the police were around, and so was Gacy's attorney. hmm And Gacy went to the police and just said, don't let him leave. Which, um... Probably breached client attorney privilege, but he was really afraid of him getting the attorney in. went to the police and said, yeah, yeah. the attorney said, you said Gates. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The attorney. Yeah. The attorney's like, yeah. do not let him leave. Yeah. So finally on December 21st, the police arrest him, but do you know why they arrest him? This is just yeah. so. Why did he do this? Why did he do this? He thought he, I don't know. Well, there is conjecture that he was planning to kill himself and he was giving all of his things away and like going around and saying goodbye to his friends and stuff. Interesting. Okay. So he goes in this gas station and he hands a bag of marijuana to the gas station clerk Mm -hmm. and then leaves. Well, the police are following him. Mm-hmm. The police go right in. The clerk's like, hey, this is not mine. I I don't want anything to do with this, right? right? We didn't ask for this. We didn't buy this. He handed it to us and left. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that gave them the right to then arrest him and also another uh, um, opportunity at searching his house. Yeah. Well, they had tried and tried to get another warrant and couldn't get one. Just couldn't get one. There was just no probable cause. No. And this is this is Gacy. This is Pogo the Clown. He's not doing anything, you know. Yeah. So on December 22nd, he actually confesses to the mm-hmm. police uh, that he has killed more than 30 young men and boys. He's not even 100% sure how many. Mm-hmm. 
and that most of them are buried in the crawl space of his house. He's thrown some in the Displains River. Mm -hmm. uh, he does try to uh, retract his confession, but it's a little late for that, considering that they can prove everything he said. Well, in the great detail he goes into in bragging it up about mm -hmm. all of these glorious murders, it's a little hard to retract that. It was just a it little is. too much detail there, Gacy. Like, he was a lot too proud of it. Mm -hmm. Way a lot too proud of it. Mm -hmm. So, the so investigators finally then know to look under the crawl space. Mm -hmm. They get 26 bodies out of there. Mm -hmm. They get another three on his property mm -hmm. and another four um, out of the rivers in South, mm -hmm. Southeast of Chicago. Yeah. So they find all the bodies. Mm -hmm. The problem is they don't know who they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So he gets indicted on April 23rd of 1979 and he's indicted for a total of 33 murders. Um, and that, uh, the, which that total at the time was the largest number charged to any one person in American history. Yeah. Unfortunately, there have been some after him that have outdone him. However, mm -hmm. at the time, this was like the biggest serial killer case the U.S. Yeah. had ever seen. Yeah. So the trial lasted five weeks. And remember the guy that he uh, raped and beat really bad and let go? Yeah. Rignal. He, mm -hmm. um, he throws up on the stand while oh. trying to talk about what Gacy did to him. Mm -hmm. um, he talks about. Uh, oh, and then they have a lot of forensic experts talking about how he, you know, what he did is he garroted most of his his. Uh, right um victims yeah um well and he had a trick with handcuffs a sleight of hand he did trick with handcuffs that he would uh basically trick them into handcuffing themselves and yeah. then they were screwed thinking this was a pogo the clown trick yeah and then they couldn't get out of them he mm -hmm. used a lot of chloroform too yes so he tries to enter an insanity plea um, well, the, the defense does, mm -hmm. this is against Gacy's wishes. He does not want to do this, but they mm -hmm. do it anyway. Um, so his mother and his sister testify on his behalf, basically talking about the abuse that he mm -hmm. experienced. Yeah. And they have some medical witnesses talking about his mental health. Yeah. Um, but of course, the state argues that he's fully capable of comprehending what he's done. Yeah. And. Oh, yeah. This was a very dramatic moment in his trial. They brought in the trap door that came off the front of the crawl space. Ugh. And during closing arguments, the prosecutor opened that trap door and threw photo after photo after photo in there. Uh photos of all of his victims wow so as you can imagine <laughs> the jury takes one hour and 50 minutes to find him guilty yeah like really? there was no freaking question here there was also no question that he did not he did not qualify for the insanity defense no. not at all 
So then the same jury only takes two hours and 15 minutes to give him the death penalty. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so the judge, after the trial, said, whatever the cost of the trial, it was a small price. What we do for the John Gacy's of this world, we will do for everyone. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So he heads off to prison that mm -hmm. he cannot um, weasel his way out of. Right. There's no weaseling his way into some early parole this time or any of nope. that kind of stuff. And the special treatment of the past is going to be a little harder to get considering. For sure. Though For sure. He still makes All friends. And is so arrogant. So he makes mm -hmm. friends with this writer. Mm -hmm. And this writer who wrote to him and visited him and spoke to him on the phone for many years leading up mm -hmm. to his death. Um, mostly because this guy was fascinated with him. Mm -hmm. And because Gacy had really never told his story yeah. um, in a coherent way. Mm -hmm. And he did manage to get that. And so go... If you have Peacock, mm -hmm. go watch it on Peacock. It's a six-part series. It is so good. Mm -hmm. But to get to see Gacy and how freaking, even now, well, now he's dead now, but even then, sitting on death row in prison for these horrendous crimes, you would not, the dude had not a care in the world. Mm -mm. And was so proud of him and all of the choices that he had made and was 100% sure that everything was the fault of his victims and their mm -hmm. families. It is insane. Yeah. He has the gall to say that he does not understand why people are now afraid of clowns. <laughs> that somehow, yeah. somehow, what he has done has given clowns a bad name. Yeah. He also tells a detective that uh, clowns can murder people. Yes. Clowns can murder people. Clowns can get away with murder, don't you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly they can. I mean, the the fact that he got away with this many murders mm -hmm. before anybody really noticed. Well, and I mean, like, look at this. This is his mugshot when he was initially arrested. Yeah. Look at that freaking smile on his yeah. face. Yep. He was loving the attention. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all he wanted was the attention. Yep. Yeah. Easy. Totally. Well, and then an attorney got involved that uh, was against the death penalty and yep. would cover people in death penalty cases. And she worked really hard to try to uh, stay the death penalty for him. You know, yeah. if you're going to fight the death penalty, why are you choosing John Wayne Gacy? I, it's hard it? for me to understand. And yeah. she was very hated. She was very hated by people, uh, you know, that uh, believed that he should die for what he did. But she, you know, basically just uh, as a legal mind and as a human, she stood against the death penalty. Uh, they lost. They did. Yeah. And the day that he was put to death, there were people lining the streets yeah. in front of the prison and in town celebrating yeah. his death. They were. 
also uh, with lots of signs and, you know, things like that. And they were also calling for her death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is a strange thing. Like if you're going to pick a death penalty case, why not pick a, a, some, a victim in, or a, you know, an offender in which maybe there's some question about what they did. I mean, yeah. And maybe that was her point is that even John Wayne Gacy shouldn't be put to death. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So before he died, he did some rather controversial things in prison. I know this will be shocking. Oh, yeah. First of all, he was uh, painting Mm -hmm. pictures of clowns and selling them. Earning money. Be prepared. If you're terrified of clowns, please don't. Please close your eyes right now. Yeah, that's one of his paintings. Okay, here's a group of them. Yeah, because he did other things. He did portraits too, but Mm -hmm. he did a lot of pictures of Pogo the Clown. Mm -hmm. And actually sold them. Yeah. Which is just gross and horrifying. And it turns out that there are John Wayne Gacy uh, paintings out there in the world. People own them. Oh, yeah. They're a big, uh, a hot... uh... Piece of murderabilia. They are, which is really strange to me. The other thing that he did, you cannot deny that Gacy was brilliant. Oh, yeah. He was brilliant. And so he launched a phone line that was $1.99 a minute. And when you called it, you could listen to an interview of him answering commonly asked questions about his case. I mean, yeah. And you know, it, it would be pretty interesting, yeah, to hear him talk about it in his because it was, it is, uh-huh. it's this uh, documentary is really interesting to watch and to uh-huh. get to see him describe things. I mean, and just really, I mean, oh yeah, that dude's a psychopath, and there is no doubt about it. When you watch him mm-hmm. talk, you can see it. Yeah. Well, on May 10th, 1994, he was finally executed. But not before he got to have a private picnic on the grounds with his family. Yeah. And who gets that before the death penalty? I've never heard of that ever happening. Me neither, but this was Gacy. He ordered a bucket of KFC, a dozen fried shrimp, French fries, fresh strawberries, and Diet Coke. Yeah. At one point, he managed uh, a KFC. Yes. In his first marriage, his wife's father owned a couple of KFCs. Yeah. Actually, he used to like to tell people that he owned a couple. Of, he he had a chicken franchise. He, he didn't. No. <laughs> He's such a liar. Isn't that crazy? But mm-hmm. what did he say right before lethal injection? Kiss my ass. Of yep. course he did. Of course yep. he did. Because he went to his death with absolutely no remorse whatsoever for the things yep. that he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just stunningly psychopathic. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, totally. It's that charisma and just that ability to. <coughs> overcome problems he was a real problem solver most of those problems were solved illegally but he Mm -hmm. knew 
he knew how to talk and be in on, you know, one of the good old boys. And, you know, he yeah. would tell people, oh, I'm connected. You know, I have political connections. Mm-hmm. I can get away with anything. And it was true for a long time Yeah, that that was, in fact, the case. Mm-hmm. He was also well-known and loved in his community. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, but back to the execution for just a second. Um, mm-hmm. His brain was removed right after he died. And it was given to Helen Morrison. Now, Helen Morrison had testified for the defense at his trial. She is uh, or was an American forensic psychiatrist. And she studied the psychology of serial killers and the brains of serial killers to try to find some common link as to what's going wrong in people's brains that they do these things. Right. So his brain was actually studied and it's actually, I believe, I'm not sure if she's still alive or not. I've seen, a, I'm going to say she is. Uh, it's, okay. it's, I've seen both, but I'm going to, we're going to go on. Yes. At any rate, okay. that she still is in possession of his brain. Wow. I've heard that there is some similarities, but it's not enough to like go, okay, if you're going to be a John Wayne Gacy or a Ted Bundy or whatever. Yeah. This is what's going wrong in your brain. Mm-hmm. It's not that simple. No, no, not at all. Not even close. Yeah. But it is, it is a scary thought that, Someone like Gacy could be living in our own communities right now. Right. And we wouldn't even know. BTK was the same way. He right. was the president of his church board. Mm-hmm. He did all kinds of civic work and church work and, and was well known and respected in his community. Mm-hmm. Well, And he had been murdering people for two decades. Yeah. I mean, isn't that the ability to compartmentalize like that is... Mm-hmm. I mean, most people would be so overwhelmed by the fact that they killed one person that they would have a complete meltdown and have to tell somebody, you know, Uh to be able to continue to function after doing something like that over and over again is. Yeah. And earn money and pay bills and be successful in other ways. It's continue to function as if everything is fine. Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine. No. No. So there you go. So between that and Stephen King's It, now you know why people are so damn afraid of clowns. Right? There we go. And in case you forgot, here he is. Oh. (laughs) I'm just not ready for that. (laughs) No, I've seen a lot of clowns in my day. Mm -hmm. That is terrifying to look at. Even if I had seen it not knowing who it was, I think it would be terrifying. How about yeah. that the end, you know? Right. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, there were people over the years who thought Gacy was creepy. Oh, but I'm sure. no one in his life thought that he was a mass murderer. Nobody yeah. thought he was a serial killer like this. Mm-hmm. There was nobody in his life that went that dude's crazy. He's, you know, he's doing terrible things. People Mm -hmm. just, some people didn't like him. Some women found him creepy. You know, the stuff was there and his employees knew Mm -hmm. that he was gay, that he was having sex with male prostitutes and stuff. They knew those things. Mm -hmm. But somehow they never put it together that they were literally 
digging graves under yeah. his house. No. no. And is it they just that thought it was a sewer? Yeah. And was it just safer not to ask any questions? Maybe. Was it just safer to not know? I don't know. I. It's hard to know what you do in that position, but. Well, he took good care of his employees too. He paid them he pretty did. well. He, he provided would... them with drugs and alcohol mm -hmm. and they had keys to his house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He manipulated them very heavily. Oh yeah. He would loan them his vehicles. He would, yeah. It, they'd knock off work early and go do something fun together. Sometimes he'd take them all out to eat, stuff like that. Yeah. He gave them reasons to feel guilty about questioning him or not liking him by doing nice things for them. He sure, he sure did. Yeah. The dude is one of the best manipulators I've ever seen. Yeah. Whew. Wow. Yep. Well, there you have it. John Wayne Gacy, you guys. This Bless. is our Wednesday show this week, which means yeah. that we will be back tonight with mm -hmm. our live stream uh, Wednesday case update. That's at 7 p.m. Mountain, and that will be on YouTube and our Facebook page. Yes. So you can join us on either. We'd love to have you in the chat and hear from you. And then on Thursday, we have the Psychic Hour. It is also a live stream on YouTube and Facebook. And yep. it is also at 7 p.m. Mountain. And we'd love to have you there as well. So we'll Absolutely. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So... Keep coming back for more awesome content. As always, please like, subscribe, and share. It helps us to grow. We appreciate all of you for being here with us. And you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care. <laughs>